0: I guess if you boil it down, it's like you think about like making everyone feel important and seen and known. And honestly, if you do that in every area of your life, if you do that in your personal life, your business life, there's no way that it won't grow and flourish because everyone just wants to feel seen and loved and known. And I think if you do that in your business um, and that's what you're passionate about and you genuinely just love people through what you do, I think you'll go so, so far.
1: Hey y'all, today on the podcast, we have Wyeth Augustine. She is a photographer friend of mine from Charlotte, North Carolina, who recently went full-time in her photography business. And today, we're chatting about going full-time, how to set yourself up for success, things to think about before going full-time, and some tips on that tricky transition time between your full nine to five job and jumping full-time into your own business. Wyatt is such a fun and sweet person and a blast to follow on social media. Um, so let's get into the show. It looks like we're live on Facebook. Hey, Facebook.
0: Woohoo! Hi, Facebook.
1: Good morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you're watching this. If you are live with us right now, it is morning. Let's see. It's still morning for you, too, for a little bit.
0: We got- it is. Who knows what time it is? I have a hard time keeping track of that these days.
1: Yeah. But yeah, if you're watching live, say hey. I'm gonna get this pulled up on my other monitor, so I can see your comments. We got a couple people watching live, uh, but yeah, just comment below or above—I don't know, wherever your comments are—and uh, just say hey. We are—we're uh, chatting today about um, going full time. We're going to be talking about like when to know if it's a good time to go full time, uh, you know, when to know if it's not a good time and uh, and what that looks like kind of transitioning from uh, part time kind of side hustle photographer to like, okay, this is it. This is this is everything now. Um absolutely. Hey, Jessica's in here. Morning, Jessica. How are you? Um, and let us know let us know where you're watching from. Jessica, I know where you are. Uh you're right here. Uh, I know where you are. (laughs) I know where you are right now. (laughs) Uh, But uh yeah. So okay. Well, cool. Um but yeah, uh yeah, Jessica's working on some edits right now. Nice. Watching us and doing edits. We're much better than any show for sure.
0: I have a hard time watching things while i edit i'm always impressed when people do that me too i kind of have to get
1: in the zone i see those questions in like photographer groups on facebook like hey what are your shows whenever you're watching because i've watched the office like 18 times and i need something new like i can't watch anything like i've recently i found um oh maybe i'll I'll go into a little bit more for my what i'm loving this week i don't know um but uh, but my next guest with uh, David Letterman, it's on
0: so good.
1: It's really really good, and I don't have to yes. watch to like follow along.
0: Right, one hundred percent. We did like the Lizzo episode, the Kim Kardashian. Awesome. It's just very interesting.
1: It's yeah, it's really interesting. I like his approach of of uh, interviews because um, it's it's very different than like his was he on the tonight show or the late show the late show
0: the late show yeah yeah uh
1: but it was it's very different than that but uh but yeah i i like those kind of shows where i can just i don't have to watch it to follow along um i've tried to do some like stand-up comedy before but sometimes right they're making faces or they have you know, props or whatever they're, or they're like doing some sort of dance. I'm like, okay, now I have to watch this. And then I get sucked in and 10 minutes later I'm on the same photo and I'm like, Oh, well, that's not helpful.
0: That's exactly how I would be. I'm too squirrel, you know, glitter. Like I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just have to like focus. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't have a very good, um, what is it? Multitasking. I'm yeah, not great at either. multitasking. I mean, like earlier, whenever I was trying to talk, and type at the same time and i was like nope this isn't because i was trying to put in my uh my website url and i just spelled my last name it was like www.mansfield and i was like that's not even (laughs) like it starts with an a oh my
0: gosh i love that Uh,
1: if you go to mansfield.com it's probably toilets um because
0: oh really Yeah. yeah
1: Mansfield is a brand of toilets, um, which I found that out as a kid, like going into like some gas station or something. And then just on the urinal was Mansfield. Mansfield. And I was like, that's interesting.
0: (laughs) You know, John, though, I would take Mansfield toilets over what happened to my acronym this year. So my business name is Wyeth Augustine Photography, (laughs) W-A-P. And it is not, it makes me so sad. I used to use the acronym in emails. And Uh, one of my brides actually wrote me before I had ever heard that song. It was like, what is a WAP dance floor? Quit emailing that. And I was like, oh my God. Oh no. Uh,
1: It's
0: not good. It's not good. (laughs)
1: just embrace it like do your own music video
0: (laughs) oh no thank you
1: (laughs) well yeah so okay let's get uh let's get the podcast started welcome to the light and dark photography podcast um i'm your host john mansfield um today we're talking about going full-time in your photography business um what it looks like, what you should look for in um, kind of making that decision. Instead of just like, all right, today I'm gonna go full time. Um, but we have Wyeth Augustine in here. Um, she is a friend of the show, friend in real life. Uh, yeah. We have just been chatting for <laughs> probably almost an hour now <laughs> before starting to record. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen each other in almost a year.
0: Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: We're just catching up, catching up more than what we do on Instagram stories. Um, but yeah, well, Wyatt, welcome. Welcome to the show.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me, John. Seriously, I've been looking so forward to this. This is a, a big deal.
1: Yay. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it, too. I've been I've been talking with my wife uh, over and over again, like, oh, yeah, Wyatt's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. This is going to be a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> Yay. Oh, that and, makes me so happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about about you, about your business. Um When, like, when did you get into photography? Were you one of the, like, I was a kid, always had a camera, or was this something that you kind of found, like, later in life?
0: So I have an interesting story in that my parents have been photographers their entire lives. So they're professional photographers. I grew up obviously with them being entrepreneurs, running their own business. They always had a studio. Um, And I actually think that kept me from it for a while. Like I got my first, you know, the the story that when everyone gets their first rebel, right. But I got a camera for Christmas. It's 16 and, you know, had fun with it, but that was my parents' job. I was going to do something different. Um, but I did always really want to be an entrepreneur that kind of came first. And I listened to all the business podcasts and, you know, thought about what do I want to do? Um, And actually my, my, my job out of college um, after an internship, I worked for SCAD, the Savannah college of art and design um, for about four years. And so I started taking grad classes with them and I was like, well, I can't draw. So let's do (laughs) photography classes. I have this opportunity to take, you know, these grad level classes and fell back in love with photography. So that happened pretty quick and I started my business Um, really officially only in January of 2019, which we talked about how, how fast this year seemed and slow this year seemed. So it seems the same way with thinking about starting my business two years ago.
1: Yeah, that's great. Not even two years. That's, that's awesome. That's uh,
0: it. It it is. It was, it was a crazy, crazy ride that I'm super thankful for. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. That's cool that you like started off in the entrepreneurial world first, um, because I feel like that's that hurts a lot of photographers when they're like I can take pretty pictures I'm going to start my business uh, but whenever you have kind of like business mindset before because uh, I, I did the same thing like I started a business when I was 16 and not photography but it was like a screen printing business started with my brother and one of my best friends and we just did that for like four years and then That was it. And uh, started a couple other businesses along the way that did not pan out very well.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I would make um, brochures when I was a kid. So like I trained my parents dog. I mean, it's my dog. I was a kid. And I would give them a brochure and be like, for just $8 an hour, I'll continue training this dog that I'm already training because I'm a kid. I don't know. I just always had a, um, I was always coming up with something, some sort of business plan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do the, uh, did you ever do the like lemonade stand or hot cocoa stand or like selling muffins or whatever kids do?
0: Honestly. Honestly, probably. I remember I lived on this really small street of, I mean, genuinely, I was the only kid on the street, so they would go along with whatever I was ever up to, which was nice. I appreciate that. Shout out to, you know, my my little street in Jackson, Mississippi, because they supported all my little, you know, entrepreneurial dreams at age eight. Nice.
1: Nice. So, okay. So Mississippi, did you start, did you start your business in 2019? Were you in, um. In Jacksonville, or had you moved to uh, the Charlotte area?
0: So I've been in Charlotte since 2014. Um, I I moved here for an internship with the Panthers, which that's what I did before I worked for SCAD. Um, had never I had to like Google like Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'd already signed up to live here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but obviously, it worked out because um, six years later, I'm still here. I met my husband here, started my business here. So Charlotte has become, you know, home for me.
1: Nice. It's a really... I always
0: feel like a Mississippi girl, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I ever move out of Texas, I'm still going to feel like a Texan who lives in Colorado or wherever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which, uh, yeah, there. I mean, I I do love Charlotte. I've been there a couple of times, um, which sounds uh, sounds funny because that's my daughter's name now, um, which I didn't even put that together until you had asked me on Instagram what my daughter's name was. And then yes. you're like, oh, that's a great name. And I was like, wait, why is that a great name? Oh, because you live in Charlotte. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, I love that. I feel like I would have to move away and then I would want to name my daughter Charlotte too. It's a beautiful name it's such a good name
1: it really is yeah and you've got charlotte's web uh which is a great story um and uh yeah it's it's good we like it and like it has so many different like we can call her charlie uh we can call her lottie or uh you know we could we could go with uh, right now we've been just calling her char uh, which that's so cute, yeah, it doesn't sound great, um, but it it fits, you know, we'll just you know yeah. whatever um I've been wanting to call her Charmander, um, but I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> because one
0: maybe don't start that now it's just gonna get worse
1: yeah if she gets into pokemon later we can do that but uh but not now and i'm not big into pokemon i like my first experience with it was the whole pokemon go app that came out years ago which i've
0: heard is making kind of a resurgence i've seen some some pokemon go parties happening during quarantine or after quarantine yeah yeah, socially distanced fun, I suppose.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Anything. you do. <laughs> um, But okay. Well, that's cool. So, um, so you got you got your camera when you were younger. Did the whole uh, like photography courses and everything. Um, what what got you into like, was there, was there something that made you think, I want to actually start this, like, as a business, this is something that I want to do to make money?
0: The second I shot a wedding, I mean, it was, like, full on, like, I don't want to do anything else anymore ever again. It was true love, you know? Like, I seriously, I like shooting a lot of things. I'm not one of those photographers that's, like, so niche that I'm like, I'll never shoot another family again. I do love you know, especially for my friends and watching their families grow and cheering on my couples. But weddings are just what I fell in love with. And that's, I mean, I say that about being an entrepreneur, but I'm also not one of those photographers that does it just because it's, you know, a good way to make money. It's definitely such a passion, especially weddings. That was, you know, the second I got my hands on a couple that would pose for me, I was hooked. It was so much fun.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like like that the, the, the photographers who really make it in the wedding industry are the ones who are just like, I love this. Like, this is what I want to do. So that was the same thing for me. I shot my first wedding, um, which was like $200 and it was 10 hours and I had to drive like three hours, to do it and the whole time I was just like, this is so much fun. Like I love I loved posing them. I loved getting to know them and like getting their characteristics and personalities into the photos, even though I didn't know how to do that. Uh,
0: right. So I was like That's what you gotta learn at first. I, was, I know it's yeah, scary.
1: I was going in blind. Um, but luckily they were they were happy with the photos. Um, but they also paid $200 so you know you get what you pay for
0: uh, 100% yeah. but i think in you know i grew up i grew up doing theater and actually somebody gave me this advice when i was in high school and um i was at like a theater conference and they were like listen, this is the hardest thing you'll ever try to do in your life. If there's anything else you can see yourself doing, do not pursue a career on Broadway. Like, no, like so few people make it. The ones that make it are the ones that there is no other option. And I actually think that's super true with photography in a way. You know, you, you have to love it just as much as you love the business side, just as much. I just, I mean, it's hard work. And after a 10-hour wedding day, if you don't actually love it, like, what is the point of you know trying to make it as an entrepreneur that's hard
1: oh yeah yeah i feel like you're going to get burnout very quickly if you're only in it for the money and 100 yeah, percent. because that's it is a ton of work like uh i don't know i did um uh, so my nine to five job i had to like clock into what what job i was working on and then clock out and like there were different sections of of the job so At the end of the week, I could see I spent this much time on doing this portion of all the jobs and all that kind of stuff. So it was very like detail oriented. So I brought that into the photography business, and I would like clock in on my Excel spreadsheet, (laughs) and I'd be like, "Really smart." Yeah, it was. It was very helpful um, for seeing what was taking up all of my time, and I would have you know. 10% of my time was answering emails and updating my website and posting on social media and that kind of stuff. And like 60% was editing photos and like 5% was actually at the wedding day or at the photo shoot. And I was like, oh, like whenever I add all these hours up, I'm only making like $8 an hour. Um, Even though they're paying me like a thousand dollars for the wedding, I'm only making $8 an hour after everything (laughs) is said and done. I was like, yeah, I must really like this Uh, because that's, you know, not even, it's, I was definitely making more at my nine to five. But I feel like you have to really have a love for photography, really have a love for weddings, especially if you're a wedding photographer. um, Otherwise, you're just going to get burned out quickly. And I've talked to photographers who were in it for the money and they're like, I don't really like weddings, but I, I like making money and I like charging a couple grand for a day of work and then I can... You know, edit and everything quickly, or hire someone else to do that and still make a good profit. And I was like, "Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like this may not be your forever job."
0: If absolutely not, yeah.
1: Because uh, I know, like, I I just hit um, a milestone a, a few weeks ago at my 150th wedding, and I was awesome. Like, if I didn't love this, I would not have made it to 150 weddings. Probably wouldn't have made it to 50 uh, because it's just, it's so much work and it's so much like I'm getting older and, uh, (laughs) and my back and my neck. And like, I have, I have to go get massages every month. I started that probably about self care. I was like, I need to keep up with my health. And I was getting to a, a point where I just could not function well. And like my, my camera arm was, was hurting. And, uh, turns out I had some skeletal issues as well. So that was, Oh (laughs) no. Um,
0: Do you wear two cameras on a wedding day?
1: Um, not, um, I'll wear two for the ceremony and sometimes I'll wear two for, um, like the first dances or toasts or something because um, i shoot mostly on prime lenses uh um, me too so uh, like the ceremony i'll throw a 70 to 200 on there especially if it's like a catholic ceremony or something and i can't get super close then i'll have it right. uh, but i've got like the the nice what is it hold fast
0: hold fast money, yeah. Maker. money maker yeah, yeah. I mean, I literally feel, I just think about like a wedding day and I wear two cameras all day until the end of like, until dancing, you know, and I just take it off and that like relief of like taking all that weight and I use mirrorless now, so they're not even that heavy anymore, but (laughs) it's still just like, Oh my gosh, long day.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, so I don't have, I don't wear, um, the holdfast during the reception dancing And uh, and I'll just go around just, like, freehand with the camera so I can get up high quickly and I'm not, like, trying to, like, unhook and then go up above. Um, And I'm all over the place and uh, I'll I'll have, like, a big... 35 or 24 or something on there. And it's like a few pounds. And that one hand, it is. it'll like halfway through the reception. I'm just like shaking out my hand. I'm like, I got to go, you know, get some water and then also set my camera down for a little bit. Cause this is a lot. Um, for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about like your, like your growth in your business. So you started January of 2019, Uh, When did you go full time?
0: Okay, so I went full time, honestly, I would say April of this year, which is insane. Not only going full time in general, but during the the middle of a pandemic, it was the the scariest thing ever.
1: And quarantine, (laughs) literally, all that.
0: Well, and to be fair, that is part of the story, um, which we can get into, but, um, it still was the best decision I've ever made. And I feel happier than I ever have, but, um, a lot went into that obviously. So January, I, st- I think I started booking weddings in June last year, like on my own, but when I tell you, I mean, I would do anything to second shoot weddings. I was, you know, asking, I was that annoying girl. I was asking anyone I knew I was, you know, connecting with everyone I could trying to get my hands on weddings. And I honestly, I mean, I shot a lot. I think I, I think I second shot like 30 weddings last year. Um, and through that, I think I booked about, I think I had 32 weddings this year, maybe now some of them were moved um, but you know, I mean, that was a big first year of growth. So I feel like I kind of like rocket launched almost uh-huh. into um, into weddings and really, I mean, all I can attest that to is just like giving up every weekend that I could, a sweet husband who didn't care if I was gone, you know, I mean, he uh-huh. like made a lot of sacrifices too, because I wanted to pursue this dream, you know? And so, um, that's kind of, you know, how it, got to where it is and I also i mean i just i've said this before i think education is just such a huge part i feel like i i almost every dollar i made in 2019 went back into education which you know was scary than trying to go full-time and being like did i actually make any money right but i think that's how i got where i was in a short amount of time
1: oh yeah yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I wish I had known that there was like photography and business education when I first started. I was just, I was so oblivious to everything. I didn't, I didn't know that there were like this, you know, quote unquote celebrity photographers. You could like learn from educators, anything like that. Um, and, you know, I think, um, oh, what is it? The live... Um, I don't know ecamm live is what's coming to. oh
0: creative live or whatever that's it yeah
1: yes ecamm live is like going live on facebook (laughs) what their uh comments um but yeah creative live was a thing but I didn't know and I had no friends in the industry and uh and I wish I had known about education because I feel like that would have I would have been more or uh, definitely had the possibility of being more of a, a rocket taking off like you did because uh, like my first year I shot four weddings and then the next right. year, I shot eight weddings um, which I was like this is twice as many weddings I am growing
0: awesome. so quickly. <laughs> yeah I mean no it's yeah. a different world now for real because um, yeah. when you started a long time ago
1: um, yeah, I mean, I shot my first wedding in 2010. And then I started the business in 2013. And yeah. uh, that 13 2013 was the year that I had four weddings. And um, yeah, it was I, I didn't know that I should second shoot. I reached out to a few photographers, but they like shot me down because I didn't have experience. I was like, right, this is the experience like I will do this for free. And they're like, No, nah, I don't want you around. You know, right. You're going to be, you know, uh, a weight kind of like pulling around all day, asking questions and stuff. And I was like, okay, Right. How did you have any experience like starting off? Because you said you second shot a ton that first year. Um, Did you have any like do you have any tips for anyone who's looking to second shoot more? Um, Like just ways of connecting or like how did you put yourself out there? In order to get those second shooting jobs,
0: absolutely. I think you know <laughs> connections are huge. Um, and I and I will say the first person who I really started second shooting for, and I really have. Her to thank for really getting my business off the ground. Um, we met because one of my friends, she had shot her wedding and she posted on Facebook looking for a second shooter. Um, and so we had coffee. I was honest with her. I was like, I've never shot a wedding before. I've done these styled shoots, I'm super, you know, ready to get going. And she was nice enough to be like, that's awesome. And she would give me feedback. Like, I appreciate that. Um, you know, she, she told me after some weddings, like some things that have, you know, changed the way I shoot, changed the way I look at, you know, the equipment I'm using, the aperture I'm at, like just basic things that Mm. I'm so thankful to her. Um, and now I think about that all the time when I have people reach out, I think it's a lot different, you know, answering their questions and everything, Um, you just you want to be that person that supports other people I think there's room at the table so you have to find those photographers that see life that way Um, some people just aren't as open to helping other people succeed I don't think and then some people will you know give so much away and I think sometimes those are the most successful people that like pour into other people so um, I guess to answer your question like don't be afraid to be shot down if you ask 10 people and one of them says yes you know that's your end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is good. I feel like, um, like a lot of people have that fear of rejection of like, uh, I asked five different people and they all said no, like, no one's going to say yes to me. I might as well just like advertise, you know, $50 photographer or whatever, just to get some exposure, some, uh, some experience. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same deal. Like with pitching yourself anywhere, uh for um for jobs or advertisers or whatever. It's all like even like I do a whole like Instagram game where I'll I'll reach out to couples who are engaged. And- yeah. Uh, And most of the time, like probably one out of 15 will actually be like, oh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Like, I would love to set up a time to talk about you possibly, you know, uh, photo shooting our wedding and photo shooting.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: It's (laughs) it's trending if you look on Twitter. Um, But uh, but yeah, it's it. There's that fear of rejection of like I had 14 out of the 15 people just ghost me like
0: right
1: they're just like uh no weird dude who slid into my dms um but then you get that you know
0: what for that one time yeah. yeah
1: yeah you get the one and the same thing with with second shooting i probably should have uh i i i feel like i've grown a lot in the last 10 years or so um, like emotionally and like psychology, psychologically, um, just the way that I do things and the way that I'm not, I'm not so, um, I don't know, acceptance driven. Um, right. I used to be, I had to
0: struggle with that a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I wanted everyone to accept me and to like me and, uh, and, and I've had to, to be like, no, it's okay that some people are not going to like me. There's, you know, seven something billion people on the world. I'm going to find a few that are going to like me. And then, you know, those people you pour into. And just like you were saying, you know, you reach out to 10 photographers to second shoot. And that one says, yeah, you can second shoot. And then you do like go above and beyond for them, there's a good possibility that they will ask you back or whenever you ask them again, like, Hey, do you have any other weddings? I'd love to second so shoot again. Then they're probably going to be like, yeah, no, you were, you were great. Um, cause I've had people shoot with me before. And, uh, I've been like, okay, you're not going to be on my first list. Uh, right. <laughs> you're gonna be on my um i had someone cancel uh which has happened a lot this year you know thanks covid um
0: thanks covid
1: yeah but um but yeah the, it, like i have that emergency reserve list um but but there are other people who have second shot with me Them like you are awesome, like super personable, like you loved on the couple on the wedding party, just like I do. And, uh, and I'm going to hit you up. Like I've, I've had people second shoot with me for their very first time. And then at the end of the wedding, I pulled out my calendar. I'm like, okay, so I need someone for these three dates. Are you available? Any of those, all of those, because this was great. I want you to work. Um, uh, so
0: I will say this. I now am very dedicated. My second shooter. And I will say this year I did a ton of weddings without a second shooter just because like they're small. Mm-hmm. Last year I was starting. So like my prices weren't really reflecting having a second shooter. But now I realize how much easier the day goes with the second shooter. Not even for shooting, but more so like for fluffing the dress, for running to get the bouquet that we forgot. It's just nice to have a second set of hands and you're not asking a bridesmaid to do all these things for you or groomsmen. Um, But I will say like, I am pretty dang loyal to the girl who wants a second shoot for me because that's exactly, I don't care how she's shooting. I don't care if every image she takes is perfect. Like, I feel like at this point I can handle a wedding. What I care about is how she treats my couple. Am I worried about, you know, I mean, she, she treats them just like I do. They're raving about her by the end of the day. And I would say that's a big piece of advice too. Like, even if you don't feel like you're the most perfect shooter in the world, just treat your couples how that photographer wants them to be treated. And that will go so far, so much farther than anything you can produce on a camera for them.
1: Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Like some of some of the best um, reviews that I've had are like the ones that I really love are whenever they mention the second photographer by name in the review. They're like, "Yes, Sun was amazing, but you know, Audrey was like above and beyond. Like she was steaming our our uh, like my veil uh, because we were running behind in time and like doing stuff that it's not our job to do, but but we're there to serve them and to make the day better. Um, and like, that's, that's really what our job is, is to 100%. photograph the day and to make their day, you know, less stressful, a lot of fun. And, uh, and yeah, and that's always, that's always great. Whenever it's like, Oh yeah, the second photographer was awesome. I'm like, okay, cool. That's good. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're like growing your business right now or wanting to get more experience in weddings, for sure, reach out to a bunch of photographers in your area. Um, And then whenever you get that, okay. To second shoot go above and beyond and you know ask them what coffee they like and you bring them a starbucks or something uh
0: absolutely uh, way to our hearts.
1: yeah (laughs) yeah way way to any photographer is coffee here you go for real Here's a Red Bull. I know you're going to need some energy later on.
0: One hundred percent. And I will. I will also say styled shoots were huge for me my first year. People kind of hate on styled shoots sometimes, and mm-hmm. um, now I've started kind of like if I'm going to do one, I'm going to plan it myself. But yeah. there's nothing wrong with getting some hands-on experience at a styled shoot. Your first, you know, couple years. It's it's really incredibly helpful, I think, too.
1: Oh yeah yeah I mean it really grows your portfolio um, some styled shoots are a little uh, a little over the top uh sometimes
0: hundred percent like, yeah and if you have more than like four photographers like oh my gosh, it's miserable like the the styled shoots with twelve photographers and you feel like it's like the hunger games of photography like uh. that is miserable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like the couple is the cornucopia and everyone's like running out there to get their shot.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's like bad. Like, so don't, if you've been to one like that, don't be discouraged by that. Plan your own. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything exactly over the top. It can be a couple that has a wedding dress and you get a, you know, somebody to do their makeup and a bouquet. And that's really all you need, to, oh, yeah. it, even just to practice on the couple, you know, more so than just like, obviously you'll grow your portfolio if you make it something you love. But I think just like the more you get hands on with a couple before you've really had a lot of experience and making them feel comfortable. That's the biggest thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even even like just experience doing couples photography or engagement shoots or something like that, getting that hands on experience with them and uh, figuring out how to pose them in a way that's flattering to them in a way that like brings out their personalities. And they're not just like, you know, stiff penguin pose touching their foreheads together. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, we'll do that one. And then let's move over here in front of this tree and uh, turn toward each other and touch foreheads again. And uh, Totally. And there's, I mean, it took me years of doing couples shoots to really hone in my style and to hone in like how... To get people to move in a way that would uh, make them look good and feel comfortable, yes. Um, without being like stiff. All right, put your hand right here, and then turn your face. No, turn your face a little bit more. Okay, and then hold there. Let me get a couple pictures. Um, it's it's really hard to get out of that like stiff posing stuff. Um, so even. Uh, I mean, I've had people second shoot with me or just kind of like assist on engagement sessions Mm -hmm. just to see what that is. And now, I mean, with education online and like so much like Patreon stuff where you can, you know, you've got the GoPro on the top of the camera and you're with someone and you can get that second shooter experience, uh, you know, not for your portfolio, but for the oh this is how they're posing them oh this is why they're putting them in front of this window and getting that you know light fall off and you know the rembrandt lighting and everything which i tried to set up today but yes. it's
0: super gloomy <laughs> and oh can't do nothing i it's we don't get a ton of light i mean we get good light in my apartment but it's never like super direct so we have the same exact thing here
1: you get horrible light in our in our place uh, we have yeah. we have one window in the living room and it's a tiny window and there's an awning over it and or like our port so it's it's always so dark um but we're we've invested in lamps so that's cool um it's cozy (laughs) it's cozy yeah we're making it we're making it cozy we're making it all right but um, i love
0: that yeah
1: okay so second shooting and styled shoots um really helped you kind of go into that, what was, you know, what are some of the things that you saw in your business um, when you were thinking about going full-time? Um, what were some things that you were like, okay, now that I'm at this level, now that I have this many weddings booked, or, or what were those kind of, uh, those benchmarks for going full-time for you?
0: Totally. Well, one thing, you know, I will say I'm more of a, I'm a little bit more of a dreamer than I am super practical, but I did know, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm still, let's not act like I'm like miss business guru over here. Like I still, you know, I'm super more creative minded, but I did know, like we, you know, I sat down with Casey, my husband, and um, we definitely wanted like at least three months of kind of, you know, money in the bank um, for my business. And we set a number and we're like, okay, like that definitely has to just stay in the bank, you know, to be able to run your business. If I was single, I would have wanted six months to a year at least Um, just because you don't want to make yourself miserable. Um, But on the other hand, I also was working, I mean, genuinely a million hours a day. I, I quit my SCAD job because I wanted to go, you know, into weddings, but I loved that job. Like it was the, if I was working in the corp. I mean, corporate quote unquote world. That was my dream job. So quitting that to go to a job that I did not like, oh my gosh, I was in corporate recruiting for a few months. And that is just, I was working for a sales company. It was just like numbers driven. Mm-hmm. I was like coming home crying every single day. And then having like four or five hours of editing on top of that, it was just like, this is not a way to live. Yeah. But I think you have to do that. And I think the biggest thing too, you know, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, in order to succeed, just ask a bunch of people to second shoot. That's not it. Like I was consuming, like if I wasn't working, I was consuming something about photography. I was like making it my whole life. And, um, there was no, like, that's too much. I don't have time for that. It was just like, okay, how can I make this happen? How can I shoot this? You know, how can I consume this education? Um, and I would say I was even a little bit better about that than I am now just with like the education front, I just wanted to soak it all up. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there comes a point where you realize a you're burning yourself into the ground trying to do two jobs. um, Because there's never going to be a perfect time, you know, to go full time, it's scary jump, you're, you know, there's going to be a little bit of overlap. But um, I think when you're just absolutely burning yourself in the ground, and then the biggest thing is, when you realize you're missing out on money, by not being full-time like there were things i just couldn't say yes to i used all my pto like we didn't vacation that year we didn't do anything i was using my pto to shoot weddings like on fridays and you know at that point when you're realizing like i could be making more money with what i want to do um but this job is holding me back i think that's a huge turning point too
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah like the you mentioned working like a million hours a day Um, that is the hardest part. The, like just before the jumping off point of going full-time because you still have your full-time job, right? It doesn't change. Like if you don't have weddings, if you don't have your photography business, you've still got like, you know, 40, 50 hours a week at a normal nine to five. And then you're adding in your side business on top of that. Um, and like the, the, probably six months before I went full-time was the toughest part because I had my oh full-time my job, they were, you know, bringing me in doing, you know, extra long, you know, 10, 12 hour days and doing a bunch of overtime and stuff, which was not helpful because uh, I had all of this editing yeah. that I had to do and, you know, client meetings and emails. And like I was doing stuff during my little 15 minute breaks at work to like send out emails to my photography clients and like that transition part I think is the hardest because, um, because you're, you're pretty much almost full-time plus full-time at your nine to five. Yes. And it's just, it's so much work. And then whenever you jump off, it's just like, okay, I can just focus
0: on like, and I can read. Yeah. And I don't know if you got to this point, but I would assume that most creatives do. There mm-hmm. comes a point too where you, I was always like, I, okay, speak, going back to our need for acceptance. I am a two on the Enneagram. I love to make people happy. Mm-hmm. I've always been a good employee because I will literally do anything it takes to make my boss love me. Right. Yeah. But there does become a point. I was catching myself getting so jaded no matter what. I needed to do, I was like, I should be like, I want to be running my own business right now. I want to be pouring everything I have into that. And everything that I have to do with this other job is like holding me back from that. And I, you know, as a person who had always just cared about people liking me, me being a great employee, I kind of felt that shift to like, no, like I want to be doing this to build something I love. Mm. And this is really holding me back from that. So that was a big, like just shift for me too. Yep. probably me being a brat mostly, but <laughs> a little bit of like, this just isn't what I'm passionate about anymore.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, that was the same for me. As was like my, my nine to five that I was in. Um, like the, uh, the, the owner of the business is good friends with my family. And like, I worked there mm-hmm. as a kid in high school, like as the janitor and I'd come in at you know 2 a.m and I would just clean everything oh my gosh. at 15, 16 years old. So like I knew them and they were they were more uh you know kind of kind of friends. They were more than just an employer. So uh, I had that uh, want of being accepted not only by by them but also because my dad is friends with the owner. I want my dad to be happy about my choices. And yeah, I stayed there probably longer than I should have because I wanted that acceptance. I, I didn't want to, you know, put them in a hard spot with me leaving um, especially because I mm-hmm. like, I, I just soak in anything. I'm always looking to grow any job that I've had. I've always wanted to, uh, to gain more knowledge in those things, mm-hmm. and I, like expand what I can do and I was doing that a lot so then I had a lot of responsibility there and I was like oh but if I leave you're gonna hire someone they're gonna have to build them up so let me just stay and I'll help you and like there was that whole acceptance thing and um yeah it took a lot uh, and I've I've changed a ton in the five years that I mm-hmm. haven't been there but it took a lot to say, no, I'm going to do this for me. Like this is for me and my family. Um, you know, one of the, the biggest things, uh, you know, like I was, I was talking to my wife last night about, um, about how, you know, you and I met at the creative summit in January of this year, uh, which Seems is insane. I know like it was three years ago, but, um, but I was talking to her about how, uh, Adam Mason was there. We both know Adam Mason. Um, yes he, he made both of us uh, tear up and cry that weekend.
0: <laughs> we love Adam I know seriously
1: uh, <laughs> but uh, but I was talking to her yesterday even about how like he really helped me find my why uh, because my yes. my why was uh, or at least as far as I knew was, I want to be a wedding photographer so that I can be at home and like co-parent with my wife and be there with the kids and like right. that, was, that was my my whole thing and that's why I left my nine to five so that I could be at home and help. You know, we had one kid at the time and he was not even a year old and I got to see like a lot of the. I got to be there for his well, not his first steps. Uh, cause he was at his grandparents, but it's like, second. <laughs> um, but like, I got to be there for a lot of the big moments where I would have been at a nine to five job. So that was a lot of the reason why I went full time. Um, but then like, you know, this is completely side note, uh, but I was thinking about it cause it's fresh on my mind. Cause we were talking like at midnight yeah. about this. Um, but like Adam helped me find my why of but why are you doing this for couples? Why wedding? Like there are plenty of other jobs. Like I went to school for web design um, for that reason. Like I wasn't even, I didn't, I wasn't dating anyone. I hadn't, I was still like, I don't know, five or six years from, from meeting my wife. And I went to school for web design because I wanted to have a job that was flexible to where I could work from home. Mm -hmm. I could I can move to Hawaii and I could work there as long as I have good Wi-Fi. And,
0: uh, yeah.
1: And I'm still, (laughs) I'm still like, maybe one day I'm going to move to Hawaii and do this photography deal. Um, I mean, you could, I'm planning on it. One of these days. Um,
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's on my, I have a goal list of like, these are the big giant goals and one is, to either move to Hawaii or to have like a winter home or something in Hawaii that we can go to and I can do, you know, Destination weddings and stuff out there, and because I—I'm
0: so glad we're friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, I'll be coming to see you in Hawaii.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and we'll only be there for probably half the year, so you can go rent it out for a month or whatever.
0: <laughs> you, you sold me. I'm sold.
1: Cool. Um, oh, we did get a couple questions in here. Um, Aaron was asking um a little bit about the second shooting which we we kind of covered that uh because she was asking how do you start second shooting with not a lot of experience do you just reach out to local photographers uh and volunteer your time um which we kind of touched on that yeah um you know you can either offer like if you don't have a lot of of experience offer to shoot for free offer to be a a third photographer (laughs) and just carry their gear around and be like, you need the 85, here's the 85. And, you know, not necessarily shooting anything, but getting that experience. Uh, I feel like that is super valuable.
0: Totally. And now, I mean, more and more people are doing, you know, mentorship programs or coaching programs. Mm-hmm. They're not cheap. So I totally get when you're starting out, that's really scary. Um, but if you find a photographer who's willing to kind of coach you and, you know then in turn maybe let you second shoot with them like that's huge too like do value people's time you know there is a there is a point where you know you want to make sure you're not just asking for a launching pad for your career that you're actually doing something to help their business grow as well and like you know, I always, I mean, I, I like the local photographer I shot for in Charlotte a lot. Like I rave about her. I send her referrals if I'm booked, you know, I mean, it, you, I think the more you support other people too, the more they're willing to support you.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, always, always look to give more than what you're receiving so yeah, you're going to be yes. that experience. You're going to rece- be receiving some really awesome portfolio images that you wouldn't have otherwise, but give a ton to any photographer who's uh, picking you up to do that and, you know, bring them coffee, bring them, bring them something, ask if there's anything, Hey, do you need, uh, you know, extra batteries for your flashes or anything? I can bring those. I can pick those up along the way, whatever, you know, uh, carry carry their their gear kind of be intuitive about what where they're going and what they're doing so you can be like right there behind them instead of oh hey hey i need you to do this you can be like hey do you want me to set up the lights for the reception now I'm like yeah go ahead yes. and do that. that's great um
0: one thing I- that you know when oh sorry i know go for it no i was just saying one thing that i I had to really think about and learn as a second shooter too, is you want those to be about your portfolio, but it's really not. And that's really a challenge because a lot of times, like I don't need somebody second shooting couple photos. Like, yes, I want you to, if there's downtime and you're able to, you know, add a second angle or even just get those for your own portfolio. That's great. I totally understand. I needed those one day too, Mm -hmm. but really during that time, I'm so impressed by somebody who's, you know, fixing their veil, fluffing their skirt, you know, just being hands-on with, like, the couple and what you need rather than, like, it's pretty obvious if you're just there shooting right under me trying to get photos for your own portfolio. Yeah. That's not as helpful. Like, yeah. there's a line I, there.
1: I've literally had psychophotographers ask if they can just, like, crouch down in front of me. Uh, no. they like, uh, no, no, I don't need you to do that right now. But the ones who are, like, looking and, like, oh, hey, just a second, like, your necklace, the clasp is around the front. You know, fix that real quick. Yes. I'm like, good catch like that that's more helpful to me as a lead photographer than you standing next to me taking the same photo um okay so aaron had another question about do you have to have a website or an instagram um you don't have to but it is definitely a plus um i at the point where I am right now, I will not hire a second photographer if they don't have a portfolio of some kind. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't know I agree. what your photos would look like. Because sure, I am hiring you mostly to like help me set up stuff, to take photos, whatever. Um, but uh, like the the biggest part is your photos need to look good, and I need to know that yes. you're not going to have uh, one uh, and I, I talked to them now about not being too trigger happy. Cause I've got a few cards back with like 3000 photos on them. Like, uh, oh, now I have to call, oh. to, call to get like the 20 that I'm going to use. Um, right. But, like, don't be trigger happy. Don't be, uh, I want to know that your photos aren't going to be blurry or that they're going to be, um, you know, I, I, I want to see what you can do with your camera. Um, before hiring you. So if you don't have an Instagram, um, or a website, I would suggest at least getting an Instagram. That way you can be like, Hey, I don't have a website yet, but here's my Instagram. I can send you, you know, if you have like a pixie set gallery or something, which pixie set also does free websites. So you can do something there. Right. Um, but you could send galleries of photo shoots that you've done.
0: There's really no reason not to. And when I say I started my business in 2019, it's not like I picked up the camera on January 2019 and started my business. It was like, you know, 2018, I started doing a ton of free shoots. And 2019 is when I remember texting my friends and saying, um. Hey guys, I just actually started a business. Um, can you go like my Instagram post and like make me not as nervous because I'm like about to throw up, like just putting yourself out there is really scary. Um, and so, I mean, I think, you know, if you don't have the work right now, there is no shame. Do not let the Facebook community and some of those groups, some are better than others. And we all know this. Don't let them tell you that doing like the right kind of free shoots is, is just absolutely frowned upon. Like that is how you get started in a lot of cases. It's just being willing to do what you're passionate about and get better at it. Um, I think that's huge when you're first starting.
1: Yeah. And one note on free shoots, um, always whenever, whenever you're setting up a free shoot, be the one who's setting it up. Um, let the couple, yes. like you know hey we're gonna do a free shoot and they're like oh cool we're really we're running really wanting to do uh whatever and we want to do this and that and we were thinking about this location because it's free you can say i want to shoot at this location um you know i'm wanting y'all to be like casual and we're gonna pick up some you know uh what i was gonna say whataburger but y'all don't have those up there uh, I don't know what's 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 national. We
0: have Whataburger in uh, Mississippi, though. I know Whataburger.
1: You know, Whataburger? Um, yeah, burger Um. Okay. Cool.
0: Oh uh, yeah, we have it Mississippi, not North Carolina, though.
1: But yeah, like give them some parameters of what this free shoot's gonna be. That way, they're yes. really good photos. Because I've done free shoots before when I first started off, and I had I had the dude show up in a backwards baseball cap that he would not take off, and he was no. Jeans, which jeans are fine, but he was wearing jeans with no socks and Crocs.
0: Oh, boy. All right. We're living in an Instagram world now, so it is very easy Mm. to reach out to a very specific type of person if you want to. I mean, I totally get when you first start wanting to maybe shoot people, you know, just cause it's more comfortable, but honestly it's good for you to shoot people. You don't know. I still remember my first like stranger shoot. They come back to me every single year, you know? And so, um, I think, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people on Instagram that, you know, have the style that you're going after. It'll make your shoot, you know, actually something you want to use.
1: Oh yeah. I do that anytime that I'm traveling somewhere. I'll find I'll such find a good idea in that area. I did that with New Orleans because I was going there a few years ago for my 30th. And I was like, hey, I'm gonna be Fun. I'm gonna reach out to some people who are in the area and uh found a couple. They were awesome. They wanted to go all fancy. And I was like, I am totally cool with you. Like she had like this floor length, like with a train, big black dress. Yes. And we like you know the juxtaposition between like fancy clothes on bourbon street was so good um but i did that for free because i was already going to be there and it was going to be awesome and i knew it was going to be really cool so but i told them like i want to shoot bourbon street i want to shoot french quarter i want to do this you know i was thinking more fancier clothes and she was like would this dress work i'm like that is perfect. And like, yes. I, you can set it up yourself to where it's going to be good. And you're not going to have people take advantage of you by doing a free shoot. And then it not be stuff that you can even use for your portfolio. Um, Absolutely. So That's that just a little, little, little side note there. I don't know, whenever you're thinking over like your whole career, like going full time and all that. Um, you know, I know you, you mentioned that y'all had like some some monetary goals of of this or that what was there ever a time that you were like okay i have enough weddings booked that i'm going to be okay or was there still a jumping off point of okay i'm going to jump off in faith that i'm going to book enough to to match my nine to five income or anything like that
0: Well, I'll be honest. So like I said earlier, COVID was a little bit of a part of my story of going full time. Like want to be transparent about that. Mm -hmm. I had told my boss, LOL, this is ridiculous. Um, on about March 1st, that I'd like to go part time because I just, you know, those things we talked about earlier, it was like, I can't keep this up. Can I go part time? Maybe work 15, 20 hours a week. She's like, sure. You know, April 1st. Well, then April 1st rolled around and a part-time job wasn't really, you know, an option. She was like, you know, you either keep working for me or it's, you know, I'll call you when I need you. Mm-hmm. And at that point it was kind of like, okay, do I look for another job or is this, you know, that jumping off point? And, you know, I, we made that decision. It was so scary for April and May because I wasn't even shooting. Um, but now, you know, I, I think I was kind of at that point where what I needed was that push um, and so, you know, now being full-time, I've seen just how much more my business has grown. Um, I have, I think I'm at 28 weddings for next year now, and that's not including the reschedule. So, you know, I'm where I want to be with the number of weddings. Um, I think sometimes it's, it's like, okay, I don't have kids, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, you never actually feel ready to have kids. Am I right? Like, oh yeah maybe, maybe you feel okay. So let me take that back. I know some people are ready to have kids and it's a struggle for a long time. And that's not what I'm talking about, but like, you probably don't wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I'm a hundred percent ready to be a parent. Like, unless you have, you know, that, that time where you're trying to be one, but Mm -hmm. I imagine it's a little bit like that in that, like, you're never going to fully, fully confident in yourself to make that jump. And sometimes you do have to take a smart leap of faith into it. Um, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And and you're totally right about the kids thing. Um, there's like you can you can feel like you're ready, and you're like, all right, yeah, the kids will be great. But then like you get into it, like, okay, this is harder than I thought it was going to be, or this is you know, what a, yes. different, or whatever. It's not all just snuggles and stuff. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, I I think. I think that is very similar in the way of like, if you're thinking about going full-time and you're kind of getting into that area of you've got your full-time job and then you've got your, your side job that's, that's growing. um, And it's, you're beginning to get a little overworked and overwhelmed. uh, You know, I think it's, it's great to look at the numbers that you have coming in. One, are you paying yourself? For your side job, yes. Because uh, I didn't pay myself for like two years, and I just poured it back into better equipment and uh, like workshops and stuff. And yep. And if if you're paying yourself, and you're like, okay, I can see like in this next year, I'll be at seventy five percent of my income for a normal job, and then if I dedicate instead of working nine to five there, if I'm working nine to five on my business that I've been working like nine to midnight on, then yep. I think of all the time that you can you can grow it in that. Uh, so I think it's good to have like a strategy of when I have this extra time to work on the business, I'm not just gonna be like figuring out better Instagram captions, but- Right. Uh, like taking more education, um, you know, planning styled shoots for, to bring in your ideal clients, um, you know, second shooting with other people too. And, uh, cause I, I still second shoot with people now, uh, yeah. which is a lot of fun, like being a lead photographer for so many weddings and then now getting to second shoot where I don't have to edit anything and I don't have to worry about like timelines and stuff. I'm just there to have fun and take, fun photos. Um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's cool. Um, I think there's definitely a strategy that you need to, you need to look at, but there's always going to be that leap of faith of, yes. You know, unless, unless your business just like took off and you have 40 weddings for next year already. And you're like, I don't even know how I'm going to do this with my nine to five. Then yeah, sure. Quit your nine to five. You're probably going to be, right. um, but yeah, there's always a leap of faith. I mean, I had one, I was, uh, almost three years into the business before I went full-time and the leap of faith was moving and we moved. So I was like, well, this is a great time to quit my day job (laughs) because I'm not going to commute two hours. And, uh, and that really forced me. And I, I did the same thing. I took I didn't take eight hours a day, but I took like four to six hours a day. And this was, I'm reaching out to vendors and making those connections. I'm, you know, building my education in the business in the photography, all that kind of stuff.
0: Totally. And it's, I mean, we didn't feel like we could just talk forever and we won't bore the audience with that, but it, another thing we didn't, you know, touch on is you have to make sure that you're pricing yourself. It doesn't matter 28, 32, 40 weddings. It doesn't matter what you have. If you're not charging enough, oh yeah. Then you're not gonna be able to make that leap. And that's really scary. Like I definitely went up a lot on my prices from now, from the time I went full time. And it is scary to be like booking a little slower because you're not in that super low bracket anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I first started, I'd shoot a wedding for whatever you'd give me. Let's be honest. Cause I I wanted the business I wanted, you know, to grow and, and to learn. And so, you know, taking that step and being like, am I charging enough to make what I need to make to go full time is a huge part of it too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't really have anything else to add to that. That's, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, it is, um, it is a lot uh, going full time. And and it's never, I don't think it's ever going to be uh, an easy transition of just like, all right, this is cool. I'm just sliding right into this other job. But yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're doing weddings for 750 bucks and you have 500 right. 500 weddings that is way too many weddings uh if you have like right. <laughs> here that's still math <laughs> i don't know like you know
0: some of us photographers are not great at including me, me math somewhere in
1: like the the thirty five thousand dollars range uh, but if your nine to five is more than than that you're gonna yeah. be you're gonna be burnt out because you also have your cost of doing business. If one, if you don't know your cost of doing business, go figure that out. Um, I mentioned this in the last episode um, and I didn't even look it up yet, uh, but I believe it's episode three. We talked about cost of doing business and we have a calculator and everything. Um, it's also in the Facebook group. If you go under the units tab, uh, it's the in the freebies resources um, but you can input all your stuff in there and find out what your cost of doing business is. First time I did that, um, I was losing money and yeah. like, Oh, I need to raise my prices. I, I, <clears throat> but I, I felt like I was, um, uh, I was trying to sell to myself and I was not my yep. and I was like, I wouldn't pay more than $2,000 for a photographer right now. I don't have that kind of money. And then right the cost of doing business just for all the things that I had was like $1,200 per wedding. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm charging 1500 and I'm trying to pay myself. Also, I can't, I can't make it off of this and pay taxes out of that. Uh, So that's, that is also really helpful for, for going full-time is knowing what actually, what are you actually bringing in? Uh, for your end, yes. not what the business is bringing in. Um, and side note if you don't have a business bank account and a personal bank account to split those, now is a great time to do that to get set up for 2021. Um, 100%. Uh, so yes. You're a little bit more organized uh, come tax season. Um, but okay, so life, all, all like throughout your whole career or whatever life. We can go. We can go back to childhood.
0: Ooh, going deep. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: what, what is something that stuck with you, either um, you know that you've learned in like the business side of things, or photography side, or just in your personal life that has really kind of changed you, uh, made you a better person and a better businesswoman? Something like that.
0: Absolutely. I think the line between like loving other people should come first. It's at least in the career that we're in, you know, I don't know for every career, but I think the most reason I've seen growth is because I've treated people on their wedding day. Like I want to be treated. Mm. I was a very stressed out bride. You can ask, we were talking about Devin earlier. <laughs> I was so stressed out and I look back and that's not me, but it was, a lot, you know, it's just a lot of pressure. It's all these people you're, Mom wants one thing you're, you know, you're, you're trying to balance all these new dynamics. Um, and I think just being there for people is so huge. I guess if you boil it down, it's like, you think about like making everyone feel important and seen and known. And honestly, if you do that in every area of your life, if you do that in your personal life, your business life, there's no way that it won't grow and flourish because everyone just wants to feel seen and loved and known. And I think if you do that in your business, um, and that's what you're passionate about and you genuinely just love people through what you do, I think you'll go so, so far.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That is, that's a really great advice. Um, especially if you're, if you kind of have a tendency to maybe look a little bit more inward of like, this is me, this is what I need to do all that. Um, having that kind of servant, Mindset of, uh, like, especially going into a wedding, like, I'm here to serve you, I am here to make this day amazing for you, whatever it is. You need tic tacs, I got some tic tacs, or I can go find someone who has some mints, whatever. I carry them with me because I'm addicted to them. I'll just (laughs) pop them like pills. Um, also, like
0: candy for my baby,
1: exactly. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's um that's that's really a really good word of um, you know just in life in general, um, you know, thinking of others before thinking about yourself. Um, and you know what can I do for you? not to the point where you're hurting yourself because um, I've definitely been Absolutely. there. Um, I feel me too. I feel like my Enneagram has changed. Uh, I don't know if that's possible or not.
0: Um, it is. I mean, and but, you're you're different. You're not just one thing, right? right. None of us are.
1: Yeah. Um, but I feel like early on, I was a pretty unhealthy two. Um, yeah, where too. Uh, like I had people take advantage of me. I had roommates who wouldn't pay rent, and I would pay their half. And I'm like, hey, so... <laughs> you know, we're getting up into like the thousands of dollars that you owe me. And they're like, Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I'll your job soon. And, um, and then, you know, I've, I've also had healthy, uh, times where I'm, I'm looking to, uh, to see where their pain points are. And mm-hmm. I think when we can look at someone and see, Oh, like I think this would be helpful for you if, whatever, like in the wedding industry, um, you know, having some sort of uh, guide that lines out what, like, what does a wedding day look like? Cause most, most couples have not planned a wedding before. They maybe not have right. been like, I had not been a grooms. I don't know I was, I was a grooms- I, I didn't have anything to do. Whenever I was a groomsman. I just showed up,
0: <laughs> uh, like, walk- showed up and looked pretty. Cool,
1: um, but yeah, it like you. They don't have the experience that you do. So if you can look and see what pain points they have, and then show up for that and be like the professional, be the uh, the industry leader for them, uh, then they're they're going to appreciate that. And, uh, and that'll be helpful. And just like day-to-day life looking for, you know, the, your friends who, you know, need help or whatever you can, you can show up and be that for them. Uh, so absolutely. I I think that's great. Um, okay. So as we wrap this up, um so i feel like, like you said we could just talk for hours um forever yeah we're already a pretty uh long form podcast i don't think we need to get to like the joe rogan three hour mark
0: uh, <laughs> right i think people will like turn off
1: uh-huh. break it down right um okay so any any last like i, I know we've kind of covered a lot of these but just to almost simplify it down or summarize that's what I'm looking for um what would be like a step or a couple steps for the listeners who are in that I want to go full-time I want to work to this what would you suggest that they do
0: yeah so I would say just um in short do not be afraid of hard work there's no amount of work that won't pay off if you're willing to do it so you know I hate I kind of. I don't like the word hustle, but you got to hustle. It's just true. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, once you've put in that work, um, don't be, a, uh, don't be afraid to invest in yourself and don't be afraid to believe in yourself and take that leap. Um, but just make sure that you've put in the groundwork that you've saved, that you're not setting yourself up for failure because, um, you know, there is just a certain amount of it that you have to prepare for as best you can. I think this year has told everything um, if, if we didn't realize that already, we definitely learned that this year, right? So, um, there's so much you can't prepare for and you just have to have faith, but also just making sure that if this is what you want to do, if you want to go full time, um, that you're educating yourself in, in a sustainable way to do that.
1: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I think education is so important, um, cause I, I saw, uh, I, I went through a ton uh, that I didn't have to, because I could have learned from yep. other people. Um, and like, that's what, I mean, the, that's why we have this podcast. That's why uh, we're wanting to, to teach people and like show people like, Hey, this is what I did. This was like three years of failures and successes. And uh, before I went full-time, you can learn from those three years in, I don't know, an hour, however long we've been talking. Uh-huh. And and then you can implement those things into your business and uh, and not have to go through all the hard stuff. Uh, so I think that's, it's super important to, uh, to invest back into yourself and into the business.
0: Totally. And wow, there's so much free education out there. I mean, podcasts are a huge part of that. YouTube. I mean, let's be honest. I learned how to pose couples on YouTube before before I ever bought a course you know um, there's so much information out there if you just are willing to put in the work and, and watch it
1: oh yeah yeah
0: and, and implement it like
1: now with quarantines and COVID and everything a lot of the uh, the like the big name educators who yes. I mean, we talked about Erica and Lanny Mann earlier before we went live I think it was before we went live right know, talking for a while um, but like <laughs> they, they have workshops that are three five thousand dollars And that's a big, a big bite to chew off. I don't think that's the phrase, but I'm going to go with that.
0: Right. (laughs) Um, No, I mean.
1: Yeah. But like right now they're doing free workshops. They're doing, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff online in their Facebook group that uh, you would normally have to pay thousands of dollars to get that. Like I took a workshop from them in April or May. Um, and it was their full workshop but it was all online and it was like 500 bucks and it's amazing we're not in you know banff or we're not in, in england or somewhere amazing i'm you know in college station in my office just sitting here but uh, you're still getting that education, uh, which is, which is awesome. Well, um, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed uh, this conversation. I know, um, I mean, I know that it's been uh, beneficial just from the comments that we're getting uh, on the Facebook live right now. Good. And uh, actually I'm so glad for you uh before we sign off. Um so Erin said that the timing of this live is crazy and good. She was just laid off from her nine to five a week ago and so nervous to go uh go full time on photography. So she is she's excited and pumped to get to get going and to like have all this this knowledge and education of these are some things to do to go full time. And uh and yeah this is I mean I I've, I've heard of a few photographers like either starting their business right now um right. which which seems crazy to start a business in 2020 but also right. uh, when when things line up or you get laid off or you're furloughed or whatever it might be a good time to actually start and you have a ton of time to do all that education we were talking about <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And I'm one of those people I really struggle with always being like, well, what if I had started this in college? What if I had done this then? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can't live like that. So start whenever you want to start. And, you know, how much farther along will we be in a year, in two years? Um, You just have to start no matter when. So it doesn't really matter how fast or slow you grow. It just matters that you're growing and you're moving towards what you want to do. And also girl, I love that you thought this was good timing slide into my DMS. Like if you, you know, I still like, I want to be the resource that so many people were for me. So, you know, I'd love to talk to anyone that has further questions. Cause I know we could have talked forever on this.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So where can, uh, where can people find you? Where can they slide into your DMS?
0: Yes, slide. So my website is WyethAugustine.com. My Instagram is at WyethAugustine, W-Y-E-T-H, Augustine. So I would love to connect with you guys.
1: Awesome. Well, cool. And we'll have links to your website, Instagram, all that in the show notes, uh, as well as any of the resources that we talked about, uh, and some highlights from, uh, today's conversation, uh, will all be on there. Um, but yeah, okay. So as we wrap this up, I think I've said that like three times now. Uh but um uh, you know, we,
0: it's just the kind of people we are. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's like um I don't know, like in, in high school, whenever you just like hang out in a parking lot and like
0: oh you know, like, uh, that's sweet. Yeah,
1: it's just like we're those are
0: good
1: oh, men. We should probably go and then we like take 10 steps toward the car and then stay there for another 30 minutes. Uh the
0: okay. best. <laughs>
1: so um we do a little a little segment of the show called uh, what are you loving so um we can talk about you know it can be a movie a book uh food whatever it could be the weather um but what what are you loving this week or recently
0: well so if you follow me on instagram I used to kill a cactus like I could not keep a plant alive Um, and I have really started to expand my plant knowledge and I'm kind of obsessed like I have them all growing over there and they're so far thriving Um, but I'll report I'll have to report back to see if I can keep them alive and as far as shows go have you ever watched Jane the Virgin
1: I, I caught a couple episodes um just like live on the on the TV, like at my in-laws, they just had had it on. And it it seemed pretty funny. So,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm done with it now and I've like had to move on. But honestly, like that was the first show in a while that just I just loved it. And I'd never really heard people talk about it. And it's so different, so funny. It's like based on a telenovela and it is hilarious really cool um kind of like blends spanish and american culture i loved that show 10 out of 10 recommend anyone just like wanting a laugh
1: okay nice i will it's ridiculous but it's fun i'm gonna have to uh to start that i saw that it's on netflix now uh yes so that's good because there there were a few shows that i was like i would be interested in that but like we don't have cable or you know, it's on. We
0: don't either. Yeah,
1: new or whatever, and uh, you know, we didn't didn't pay for that at the time. Um, okay, cool. Jane the Virgin. I'll have to I'll have to check that out because I did enjoy the little bit that I saw. Uh, it just seemed it seemed kind of funny. Uh, it is. I didn't really know like the premise of the show, but I was like, okay, I I can. Is it like a is it like a you know Mary Mother Jesus type deal where she's she's a virgin and she's uh, she's pregnant? So uh,
0: she gets artificially inseminated. Like so she's a virgin and her OBGYN artificially inseminates her by accident and so it's basically a show about a girl who loves telenovelas so much that her life turns into one and so it's it's absolutely ridiculous like everything that happens on it is not believable but it will make you like laugh it makes you fall in love with the characters and it's just a great show
1: okay cool i will check that out that sounds good Uh, (laughs) well sweet um okay so I'm. I mean, I mentioned this earlier, but I'm loving the uh, my next guest with David Letterman. It's so a great, uh, just kind of in the background while you're editing a show, and he's had some really fun guests on there, and um, and it's been it's been really cool. Uh, like getting because his his interview style is more than like, let's talk about this movie or let's talk about your latest album that you released. It's more. Oh, uh, i don't know i watched the one with him and jerry Seinfeld uh recently and it just seemed like two guys just sitting there and then you know yeah and then like probably 15 times in the hour they would just not have anything to say and then it would just be like that whole comedian like what do you think about, you know, airline bathrooms? Like have you ever noticed yes. they just go into that and then the next thing is about raisinettes. And it's uh yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I liked uh watching Letterman uh back when I was a kid and you know, staying up late to watch the uh the tonight show and, or no, the late show. Yeah. The late show. Um but yeah, it was good. Um uh, I'm liking that. Uh, and then also, uh, this is, uh, the first like podcast, uh, since, since our, uh, little baby was born. So I'm loving all the little baby snuggles. Um, I've been getting. Yes. she is now two months old and she just like, she fits perfectly like right in here, just like right in that little, uh, nook of my neck and shoulder. Uh, and she's, So sweet. She's a good sleeper. We prayed for a good sleeper and we got it. So so she will just chill for most of the time. Uh, So I'm loving that. But
0: No kidding. This is when I wish, like, I wish either we lived closer or that these were just a, a normal thing. Because I could reverse interview you all day on what it's like. I just have so many questions about balancing business and family. Which we talked a little bit about creative, like, just with your wife. Like, that is a huge thing that people don't talk about is how hard it is to like maintain relationships and be an entrepreneur and uh, like i mean not let your friendships struggle not let your relationships struggle and pour your heart into something at the same time that's a that's a hard thing to balance which you obviously do well
1: thanks it's uh it is uh, not easy for sure um but it is it's something that we have um, dedicated a lot of time to Trying to figure out, of course, with a newborn, schedules have gone out the window. Uh, and we're just yep. like whenever it works. I mean, I had her in like the the prep before we started recording, and uh, yeah, it's um it's definitely something that if um uh, if you can take a little bit of time to kind of like set up a good schedule of yeah, I think the the hardest part for me and um, actually planning, uh, an episode on this to go a little bit further into this. Um, but the hardest thing for me is, uh, splitting my, my work time and my family time. Um, whenever I can draw hard lines to where I'm not thinking about work while I'm hanging out with the family or while you're with your partner or whatever, um, or while, you know, if you're single by yourself, having those hard lines of it is 7 p.m. I'm not working anymore or it is 7 p.m. I'm going to start working, whatever your day looks like. But having those where you can be like, oh, yeah, I needed to do this and just like jot it down real quick, put it on a sticky note on your desk and then go back to family life. um, That is super helpful to not like bleed those over. And then it doesn't feel like you're missing out on the family while you're working or that you're missing out on work. Totally. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, um, Wyeth, this was so much fun. Um, I loved getting it really to, was. to talk with you to catch up on, on life and, uh, and to just uh, get to talk about all this stuff, going, going full-time, super excited for you uh, going full-time this year. And that. 2021 is looking amazing as well.
0: Thank uh,
1: you. Okay. I loved getting to talk with Wyeth. She is a blast, right? Uh, hope you were able to gain some insight into knowing how and when to go full-time in your business. Um, just like Wyeth said, you can reach out to her on Instagram at Wyeth Augustine, W Y E T H. Augustine. Um, with any questions that you have, um, you can find her work at Wyethaugustine.com. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can ask questions just like Jessica and Aaron did today. You can interact with us, make it a little bit more than just listening on your podcast app. If you'd like to join us next time, you can join our Facebook community by searching for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco, and you can find me at allheartphoto. You can check out the show notes for today's episode at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 48. Until next week, see you guys in the Facebook
0: group. Bye.